Electric cars have become pretty common. The next round of electric might just be airplanes. In fact, NASA has built an electric plane called the X-57. It's a testbed for new propulsion systems that don't burn fuel. Joining me with the details, the project manager for flight demonstrations and capabilities at NASA's Armstrong Flight Research Center, Brent Cobley. Mr. Cobley, good to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So the X-57, describe it for us. It looks like an airplane and the wings come off and you stick new engines on and put it back? Yeah, really this was a technology demonstrator. So the intent here was not to try to design the most optimal electric airplane, but to really focus on the propulsion system, the electrical propulsion system. So in order to do that sort of in an inexpensive way, we basically took a general aviation airplane that already exists and modified that with this new propulsion system. That way we can compare what was the performance of this airplane with a traditional engine that uses fuel and then compare that to the electrical system back to back. So that's the key way that we're developing technology with this testbed X-57. And so we're going through several phases with X-57. We're going to initially put in our propulsion system with sort of a two-propeller configuration. And then over time, we're going to expand in a future phase to add more propulsion, more rotors on the airplane, uh, more, more like some of the more advanced configurations that are coming up in urban air mobility. Besides the uh, propulsion system itself, that is the kilowatt hours being generated by batteries, then There's a whole system of variables such as the wing shape and the propeller configuration and shape and movement that sounds like a pretty complicated deal to get the most efficient combination, isn't it? Yeah, the way aviation is making improvements today is that all system designs are getting more and more integrated. It used to be, you know, the aerodynamic team could sit in one building and the propulsion team could sit in the next and the structures in another and work on the airplane and sort of bolt everything together and fly it. But to get even more and more performance out of the airplanes, modern airplanes, uh, you really have to work together. So the propulsion system interacts heavily with the aerodynamics of the wing. And the wing shape, as we know, aircraft aerodynamics works better with longer wings. Like you see with birds, the birds that sail have much longer wings. And so the X-57 in our final phase is going to have a much longer, shorter, thinner wing. Um, we call it high aspect ratio wing. And that has better performance. But when you do that, the wing becomes structurally more challenging to design and more flexible. And then you have you know multiple propellers blowing air over that thin wing. And so you have some real challenges in the engineering design on how to make that all work together. Yeah, from the video I saw, the wing is almost like a B-24 from decades ago. Yeah, it is very long. Uh, In terms of it's going to have a much smaller wing area than the original aircraft wing that we started with. And that allows us to basically have lower drag when we're in flight, which allows you to use less energy to fly. The challenge with that configuration is with smaller wing area, it makes it more challenging to take off and land. You need a certain amount of wing area to lift the airplane up. So the way we solve the problem of takeoff and land is that we add these extra rotors, propellers essentially, along the leading edge of the wing. So when we're taking off and landing, these extra propellers will essentially accelerate flow over the wing. And so the wing aerodynamics thinks it's flying faster than it really is, which gives us more lift. And then once we take off, all of those rotors along the leading edge fold back, turn turn off and fold back and become sort of aerodynamically clean again. And then we cruise with the two cruise motors, which are electric motors as well. So in the end, you end up with an integrated system that uses a lot less energy. It sounds like this research could benefit not just electricity-powered flight, but all-powered flight. Yeah, that's true. What you're seeing in sort of all fields related to aviation right now is the same kind of design concept to go to 
higher aspect ratio wings, lighter structures, and more advanced propulsion. So even in non-electric airplanes, you're seeing starting to see these types of features get in there to really make the airplanes as efficient as possible. We're speaking with Brent Cobley. He's project manager for flight demonstrations and capabilities at NASA's Armstrong Flight Research Center. And talk about the programmatic aspects of this. Do you have contractors involved? I mean, who supply the airframe that you modified? And what about the batteries and the motors and all that kind of stuff? This was in originally a very, uh, what we call a seedling effort. So it was initially started as, hey, let's put a couple engineers together and let them work on this problem just to kind of see what develops. And it very, very quickly, people started realizing the benefits that were available to us that we were trying to pursue. And also, we quickly realized, hey, if we're going to really build this vehicle and fly it in a meaningful way, that we're going to have to increase the size of the team to actually make this a reality. So we grew the airplane project from a seedling effort, and then we moved it into my project to actually execute it and, and turn it into a basically a small experimental plane or X-plane that we call it. And so that, that seedling project, we actually started with some small companies. ES Aero uh, in California is our prime contractor, and they work with several smaller companies like Joby Aviation, which has been developing electric motors over the last several years. And uh, those are seedling efforts as well. And then the battery system is also a big challenge. Batteries are very heavy, and that's our power system. That's where we get our energy from. And so we've had to both have a big technology development effort to make them not only lightweight, but make them safe at the same time. And that's very, very challenging. So Electric Power Systems is the company that's been developing a battery uh, with NASA. And we've had a really nice synergistic relationship with all these companies. The battery development, for example, had several challenges along the way. And we actually reached out to some of our space friends in NASA, and they actually helped us with some of the design problems we had with that battery. And now that battery is actually um, having some commercial success outside the X-57 program. There's many companies out there working with this small company, EPS, to actually take this technology to other urban air mobility applications. Yes, urban air mobility. I mean, when you look at the Wright brothers, they flew the first time about the length of the average McMansion in the suburbs. Does this demonstration project lead you to think, understanding that it is very early, that the time will come when electrically powered vehicles like this could fly a economic number of passengers a useful distance? Yeah, well, so there are several markets out there for electric airplanes. And the initial one that people are looking at is this sort of urban, you can think of it as urban air taxis. Um, think of, you know, your traditional Uber type situation, but you're using the third dimension, the vertical dimension to, to fly across the city very, very rapidly. And so in that market, there is just since X-57 has started, the amount of investment money going into that in industry is just skyrocketed. And so us at NASA were believers in this technology, but uh, the people who have lots of money are also becoming believers, and they are investing billions of dollars right now in many, many companies to make that a reality. But the other markets are also very promising, and money starting to flow into those as well. So the urban application is moving small numbers of passengers, but eventually to make a really big impact on the industry and sort of the commercial market, you want to move people, large numbers of people. So electrifying passenger airline aircraft is also a goal of NASA, and it'll most likely start off with smaller airplanes uh, and then move to commuter airlines and eventually to the large sort of cross-country type single-aisle airplanes. 
And in those cases, it may not be, in, at least initially, it may not be fully electric airplanes. They may be hybrid uh, electric airplanes in the same way as cars developed hybrid first. Those applications will probably come to be first, but there's a lot of performance benefit you can get in that. And obviously both in the energy side, but also in the environment side, if you're burning less fuel, you're making a less negative impact on, on carbon in the atmosphere. And so you really, uh, that's really an important part of, the, of what electric does for us. Right now, for airline-type travel, those planes generate 20, 30, 40 kilowatts of energy times however many hours, carrying so much weight, so much distance. Do you see that fundamental physical problem being altered, or will the electrical systems have to generate the same number of kilowatts for the same distance for the same time? Yeah, so I think initially there were a lot of skeptics out there that looked at the energy density in fuel and said, you're never going to get there with battery technology, which is probably true, at least not within uh, my kids' lifetimes even. But if you sort of look at the airplane as, like I said, an integrated system, there are ways to improve the performance of the airplane through hybrid approaches, and there's many different types, that allows sort of a traditional engine to be combined with electrical systems to reduce the overall energy usage on an airplane and make it less costly to operate as well. So you can imagine a situation where you have electric help electrical systems that help for takeoff and landing, for example, then you can reduce down the the turbine airplane during a cruise situation and emit less carbon, run the engine at cooler temperatures, which causes less maintenance, things like that. So there's these hybrid approaches that big companies are looking at now, and they're starting to invest huge amounts of money because now they see that if you look at the system as an integrated system, that you can get some really interesting benefits out of that. So that, that's going to be more of those types of design studies are going to, are going to show us the path, I think, for hybrid uh, large airplanes in the future. So maybe we'll see an Airbus Prius model someday. Yeah, I think that that's what the type of thing you're going to see initially. You're going to see more and more electric. I mean, airplanes are already becoming more electrified. The the subsystems on the airplane, you know, are already happening today. But you're going to see that increasing as time goes on. It's just getting more and more challenging to make an airplane more efficient. And electric provides a path, a sort of a whole new design element that allows you to make these things more efficient. Brent Cobley is project manager for flight demonstrations and capabilities at NASA's Armstrong Flight Research Center. Thanks so much for joining me. Okay, thank you. We'll post this interview and a link to more information and pictures at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your flight schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.